Amen. Turn your Bibles tonight. Second Timothy chapter number two. Second Timothy chapter number two. And God has uh, dealt with me on one verse of Scripture tonight, and dealt with me real strongly on it. So let's let's look at that. You found your place. Say Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter two, verse number eight. The Bible says this. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So in our last study tonight, we began reading in verse number 6, if you'll remember. And we talked about how Paul tonight had been giving young Timothy these examples tonight uh, in the Word of God. Now we talked tonight about how that Paul had given young Timothy the example of a soldier in the fight of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about how that Paul had given young Timothy the example of an athlete tonight. And then in our last study, we also talked about how that Paul was giving Timothy the example of a farmer as well, if you'll remember. So what Paul was doing for young Timothy in those days is I believe tonight that he was preparing. I know, I believe is a dangerous word, but I think I'm right on key tonight. I believe what he was doing uh, was preparing young Timothy for the battle and the fight in which lay ahead of him. He was preparing young Timothy in the work tonight uh, in which he'd be doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. And friend, uh, as you and I are in the fight tonight for the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope you're in the fight tonight. I, I hope that you're in the battlefield. I hope you've been saved and born again. But you and I need to remember in the fight the soldier and the athlete and the farmer as examples in our lives. And we need to take these truths that we've learned these past weeks and apply these truths to our hearts and to our lives. So not only did Paul just use these examples, not only did Paul just give young Timothy these examples tonight, but young Timothy was to take and he was to use what he'd been taught in the writings of Paul tonight. Now, friend, you and I tonight, uh, we can hear lots of things. Amen? We can soak up and we can read uh, the Word of God and we can look at the Word of God. But if we never soak up the Word of God, then friend, we're not really getting any help tonight, if you will. But friend, Paul had told and giving young Timothy these examples, but young Timothy had to take these examples and he had to use these examples in his land. Now in our last study we read verse 6 and we read verse 7 where the Bible says this. He said, Consider what I say and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. So young Timothy tonight had been given these examples here and what young Timothy now had to do is that he had to take these truths that he had been given tonight, that he had been taught, and he wasn't just to take these truths and just look at them tonight. He was to study these truths that he had been taught. He was to take these truths and apply them to his heart and to his life. And that is exactly tonight what you and I need to do here tonight with the truths of the Word of God. Friend, it's one thing to hear the Word of God. You know, lots of folks hear the Word of God, but we leave out of the church doors the same way we come in. We can hear the Word of God, but it's another thing to take the Word of God and apply the Word of God to our hearts and to our lives. Now that's where it gets a little bit personal. Folks don't like to take the Bible and apply the Bible to their lives because that means they may have to change something they do. 
Nobody likes that. But friend, just like Paul had pinned down this letter to young Timothy, God has pinned down for us tonight the Word of God, but it's not enough for us to hear the Word. We've got to apply the Word. Now friend, that's where the rubber meets the road, I guess you could say. But if there's ever been a day and time that you and I tonight need to be doers of the Word of God, it's in our day and in our time. You know, men of God will preach the Word of God and, and we'll look and I'm just going to give you my heart tonight. It's all I know to do. And we'll look and we'll watch folks come in and go out the same way that they come in. And our hearts will break. The Bible said in James 1, 22 through 24, but be ye doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said, For if any man be a hearer of the Word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Here's young Timothy. Paul is in a jail cell. And Paul had pinned down some things in the Word of God tonight for young Timothy. And not only was young Timothy just to read over these things real fast, but he was to live by these things in his life. See, Paul had a purpose for writing these things down for young Timothy to read. Now in our day and in our time, God has pinned down the Word of God for you and for me in our day. Now listen, you and I tonight, we're not Jesus Christ. We cannot live perfectly, but we all want to try to live as close as we can to the Word of God. And we not only need to read the Word of God, not only need to hear the Word of God, but we are to try our best to live the Word of God. You say, well, preacher, it's 2020. Yeah, it is. But I might get made fun of, yeah. It probably will. But friend... What matters is how God looks upon us. Listen, it's in the Word of God tonight. You and I, as I've said before, have the instructions for life tonight. It's where we can find encouragement for our souls tonight when we're down in a valley. It's where you and I can learn how to live our lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I hope with all my heart tonight that we're all where we need to be with God. Young Timothy was to live his life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And once you're saved and born again, that's exactly what we're to be doing now. With those are things on our mind. Let's read again verse number 8 tonight. Let's look at it and we'll go home. The Bible said, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. You know, Paul could have given young Timothy a ton more examples here in the Word of God. He could have named another example, uh, another farmer. He could have named uh, another soldier. He could have done a lot of things tonight. But instead of doing that, Look what Paul's doing tonight. Paul had pointed young Timothy to the example that mattered the most tonight, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, in this verse, we see that Paul said this. He said, remember Jesus Christ of the seed of David. Wow, friend, not only was young Timothy to consider tonight uh, and to remember what Paul had taught him about those other examples, but he was to remember tonight the greatest example that he could ever have tonight, the greatest example that you and I could ever have in our lives tonight. Hey, he was to remember the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, we know that Jesus Christ was of the seed of David, don't we? So we know tonight that Jesus came in this world God's way. 
Amen. The prophecies were fulfilled. So we see that he came in the way he was prophesying to come in. But we also know that David was also a great character of all these examples that Paul was teaching young Timothy tonight. Friend, if you were to go back and study the life of David tonight, you'd find David was a soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you can look at David's land, and lots of times what do we remember about David? We remember his mess ups. More than his good parts, don't we? And that's the way we are sometimes. But friend, he was a soldier nonetheless. For the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, he slew single-handedly tonight. The giant with a stone and with a sling tonight. And he also led armies from victory to victory to victory. And not only had he been a soldier tonight, but he had been a great steward in his land. Get a hold of this. So remember, David was king. So he had great wealth tonight. He passed that wealth on down to Solomon who then built the temple. You remember that? So he built the temple for the living God. And not only was David all these things tonight, but David was a great farmer as well. Boy, this got a hold of me. Friend, he grew up a shepherd of the sheep, didn't he? David did. And in those days, shepherding was a dangerous job. I mean, friend, listen, could you imagine the wolves that come in uh, with David when he was in when he was shepherding those sheep and what other animals that come in and try to kill those sheep as well. And friend, what a shepherd would do in those days, the best that I can tell, is for the sheep, they would lay down at the door so that anything that uh, passed through had to first get through the shepherd before it could get through the sheep. Is that getting through with you tonight? I'm glad that our shepherd tonight laid down his lap for you and for me. And anything that we go through tonight, hallelujah, it's got to go through the shepherd first. Amen. I don't know if that, that'll make a Baptist shout. Amen. Hey, as you and I think about David, he's an earthly shepherd. But in his line tonight was a spiritual shepherd. Hallelujah. And I'm glad tonight that Jesus Christ is still yet shepherding His people, aren't you? I'm glad He ain't left us out in the cold, friend. I'm glad tonight He's still with us every step of the way. I'm glad He laid down His life for the sheep. I'm glad He went to Calvary for you and for me, friend, so that we could live and live abundantly. And friend, I didn't mean to get off on that, but I couldn't help myself. Jesus Christ, being of the seed of David, took these characteristics of David. But when He took them on, He lifted up these characteristics tonight to a spiritual realm of things, if you will. He lifts, listen tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ, we have a perfect demonstration of stewardship tonight. What God said, Jesus did. Or what God said, Jesus said. As John Phillips said that. And I thought it was good, so stole it. Amen. Uh, he never contradicted God the Father. And He never will. They always line up together. If you read something in the Word of God, if you got a King James Bible in Him, they never contradict one the other. They go right in line. So what God did, Jesus did. What God was, Christ was. How about that? Jesus Christ was a perfect witness of the greatness of God tonight. Because he, even though He's all man, He's still yet all God. So Jesus Christ was a warrior in the fact tonight, but not in a way like you and I would think. In the fact tonight, though that in this fact, this is what Jesus came to do. Now listen, I mean, we're living in a, in a day that, I mean, we got all kinds of sad news. 
I'm telling you, there's some good news in 2020 tonight. Hey friend, what Jesus Christ came to do is He came to shake Satan's kingdom to its foundation. Y'all get a hold of that. Jesus Christ came tonight to to shatter the power of Satan and to destroy Satan's works one of these days. And it's only getting closer for you. Jesus Christ was such a soldier tonight that demons fled before Christ and disease and death had met their match all at the hands of Jesus Christ. And friend, when Jesus Christ was on the cross, hallelujah tonight, Jesus Christ triumphed over the power of the enemy. Hey, the enemy ain't got no power over Christ tonight. And friend, I know things may not look right, but Christ is still in control. He's still on the throne tonight. Hey, He's in charge. Hey friend, He's coming back as King one of these days. Hey, the Bible said this in Colossians 2 and 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. You know, there's a lot of powers and principalities in the air in our day. Well, the Bible tells me that Christ already overcome them. Hey, ain't you glad tonight, friend? We're not serving some little God. We're serving Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ triumphed over Satan. The battle's been won tonight for the child of God. Jesus Christ was also tonight more patient than any of you and I mountain people sitting in here tonight. Ain't you glad He's patient with us? Boy, friend, listen, uh, not only... Uh, he was more patient than any farmer. Listen to this. He's long-suffering toward us tonight. How many times have we said, God, I'll do that no more. And then we'll do it again. How many times have we said, God, I'm going to live for you this time. And we'll turn around and we'll do it again. And how many times has God allowed us to live? Not stricken us dead. Hey, He's long-suffering. I'm glad of that tonight. But he's never in a hurry. He's never impatient. Listen, Jesus Christ was patient with his disciples, wasn't he? Even when they done foolish things. And when he corrected them, listen tonight, he done it firmly. And he done it gently, I believe, and he done it patiently. Now I know that he drove them fellers out of the temple with a whip tonight. I know he done that. And he was right in doing that. But Jesus Christ, right from the start tonight, knew that he was plowing. He was a farmer. He's a perfect example of these things. He knew that he was plowing and planting for a harvest tonight that take many years to ripen. Now listen, through the many years tonight, Jesus Christ has been sitting on the Father's throne. That's where He's at tonight. I mean, He's sitting on the right hand of God, I mean. So listen, He's been expecting tonight until His enemies, the Bible said, become His footstool. And he still yet awaits in our day until God the Father tells the Son to go and get the bride. Now, as Jesus Christ awaits up in heaven tonight to come and get us, the fruit tonight that he's planted is budding tonight. Listen, with every passing day that passes, hey, the fruit is only getting riper and riper. Who's the fruit tonight? Who's the fruit tonight? Us that are slain. Well, listen to that. The harvest is getting riper and riper, and he's just waiting patiently till harvest time. Friend, listen, he's coming one of these days to take up his jewels. You know what? We may not mean much to the world tonight, but the Christ wears jewels. 
He's coming to get us one of these days. Hey, Jesus Christ showed perfectly tonight the characteristics that were once shown in David. And young Timothy tonight was to remember and ponder and study on these things tonight. He was to take these things and use them up in his life while he was out there serving God in the mission field. He was to remember that Christ was the seed of David. But now let's look also at this. Look what the Bible said was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Friend, as young Timothy was out there on the battlefield tonight. You know, it struck me kind of odd that this was there. But here's what I found. As he was trying to get the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ out, he was to remember that example of Jesus Christ tonight. That illustration of who he was supposed to live his life after. Now you and I can never match up to Christ no matter how hard we try. But friend, he was to remember the example. He was to remember to give out the gospel to a world that didn't want to hear the gospel. But I also believe tonight that Paul put these words here tonight in this verse for a purpose. Now Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Would you agree to that tonight? I sure hope so. If not, we got a lot of catching up to do. But according, he said, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Paul added that here tonight. And I believe he added this here tonight because maybe young Timothy, I don't know tonight, but maybe he was scared out there on the battlefield. Hey, have you ever been scared out in the world tonight? Hey, if we're honest tonight. There's things that scare us. We're not above being fear. Now we're not supposed to fear but sometimes we do fear. At least I do anyway. If I see a spider I'm scared to death. Amen. I'm not supposed to fear but I do. But friend if God called you to preach the Word of God, you knew that your best friend and the father of the faith tonight had been put in jail for what you were preaching. Would you not be a little scared? I believe I would be. We like to act like we're tough. Boy, I know us mountain people. We're tough, ain't we? Yeah, amen. Got one honest answer out of the books tonight. We're tough. I mean, nothing scares us. Amen. We ain't scared of nothing. We're tough, but friend, we like to act like it. But oh, if we'll tell the truth, sometimes you and I get scared. I believe young Timothy might have been a little scared tonight. But as young Timothy's out there on the mission field, get the picture tonight. Here is Paul down in this jail cell tonight. Young Timothy might be shaking in the fight tonight. I don't know. But friend, I'm telling you, Paul tonight is encouraging young Timothy to go on in the faith. He's giving young Timothy all these examples to live by. Now he's using Christ as an example to live by. And he lets him know tonight that not only is he to preach the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ, but he's also letting Timothy know that he is going to resurrect one of these days too. Hey, could you imagine down there in the Jesus Christ was hounded to Calvary's hill and crucified for you and for me. But I'm just glad that's half the story tonight. Friend, he was beaten so bad you could see his bones. I bet he looked like a piece of hamburger meat hanging on the cross for you and for me. But I'm glad tonight on the third day 
Jesus Christ rose from that tomb. Sitting where He's sitting today. On the right hand of God. Interceding for me and for you. Friend, death wasn't the end for Jesus Christ. And because He resurrected, hallelujah, friend, if we don't go by way of the rapture, we're resurrecting too. If we do go by way of the rapture, we'll have to worry about resurrecting. Amen. We'll be there. But friend, there were people in those days who were spreading false gospels just like they are in our day. History repeats itself. There are people who say no matter what you believe or how you act, I can't smile like Him because my smile ain't as pretty as His. But they, they, they say, you'll be okay. Amen. I don't care what you say, Brother Ward. I'm not kin to that man. <laughs> Listen, amen. So no matter they'll say that you can go to heaven no matter what you believe. Just like Paul was saying in his day, the gospel that he was preaching, he said, this is the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, this is the real gospel which includes the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, if there had been no resurrection, what we're doing tonight would be pointless. But it ain't pointless. Now the world thinks it is, but we know it's not. Friend, listen, Paul's gospel was the gospel, but the people hated it so much, they mobbed him, put him down in a jail cell, whipped him. Boy, when Paul wouldn't back down from the truth of God's Word, and when he lived his life for the Lord Jesus Christ, there were times tonight that he was mocked. Times that he was made fun of. Here he is. He preached the gospel in Rome. Now he's in jail. Facing the death sentence. Killed for the sake of the gospel. Friend, many men and women have been killed for the sake of the gospel tonight. Friend, lots of folks. I can name a whole bunch. Believe what you and I believe. Beheaded for the gospel's sake. Friend, even though Paul knew the world might hate him. Even though Paul knew tonight that his friends might forsake him. Even though tonight Paul knew that the gospel was going to cost him his own life. Listen to this. There's one thing Paul never done. And he never backed down from the gospel. He never changed the gospel. He never backed down. He was never ashamed. Friend, Paul recognized that he was indebted to preach the gospel. Boy, what our churches need tonight in our day is realize that we're in debt. Oh, to preach the gospel. Listen, the Bible said in Romans 1, 14-15, Paul said, I'm debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Romans 1 and 15 says, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Friend, he was ready to preach to the king. Who might lock him up and put him in jail. Hey, he was ready to preach to the guard that he might have been chained to. I don't know. He was ready to preach to the one who come and gave him food. I bet he said, hey, don't you know this man named Jesus Christ. Hey, I might be in a jail cell. Amen. I might be in a time of my life where I feel almost helpless. But friend, I'm Paul said, I'm not ashamed still yet of the gospel of Christ. Hey, it didn't matter to old Paul tonight who he's talking with or who he's talking to. Whether it be the sweetest person in the world or the worst, most wicked person in the world. Paul said, I'm ready and I'm willing to preach the gospel, the gospel of truth. Friend, listen, Paul can call it my gospel because its fullness had been revealed to him on the Damascus Road. 
But listen to this. It had been entrusted to him. He'd been separated on the gospel. The Bible says in Galatians 1, 15 through 17. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace, this is what He called Him to do. To reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. But I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Paul was simply going to do one thing. Preach the gospel. Friend, it didn't matter if they beat him. It didn't matter if they spit on him. It didn't matter if they threw him in a jail cell. Paul didn't care. Because Paul was concerned about one thing. It's what we need to be concerned about in our day. Souls. Souls. Young Timothy tonight knew that Paul was no coward of the gospel. And Paul challenged young Timothy, if we will, for the tribulation, not the tribulation period, but tribulation in his life and hardness in his life. And Paul was only asking young Timothy tonight to go through some of the same things that he had went through tonight. He had suffered these things because he was a man tonight who's going to proclaim the gospel. Listen, Paul was expecting here, sitting in Rome to be executed. And even though you and I ain't getting executed for preaching the gospel tonight, you uh, youngins, listen up here tonight. You may go to school. I don't know if you're, I can't remember your school you real funny because you're different but friend I'm telling you we ought to be like Paul tonight and we ought to just give folks the gospel hand them a Bible track amen tell them about how they don't have to die and go to hell grown ups we ought to too we really should we really should I'm afraid in our churches in our day that we're getting to a state of mind where we don't care we get hard hard-hearted and we'll look at them and we'll say well that's what they deserve them. that's a bad place to be you got to be careful friend I'm saved and born again if you're saved as well tonight you can say with Paul death is not the end of the road as he was writing this letter to young Timothy tonight he was letting him know young Timothy you may face some hardship in your life he's letting him know tonight Timothy you may go through some trials, through some trying times in your life. But friend, he's letting him know that death wasn't the end of the road. Friend, listen to me. Let come what may for the child of God in our day. Hear me well. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 54, so when this incorru- for when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on Im- immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. I notice the Bible said, Death shall come this saying. Friend, this saying hasn't happened to us yet. But one of these days for the child of God, death will be swallowed up in victory. Hey, we may face some things down here, but one of these days, victory is ours tonight. Hey, Jesus sealed it all when He died on the cross for us. And when it rose on the third day on one of these days, friend, it could be any time. Hey, it could have been when the earthquake came. Jesus Christ could have been coming back that very second. But one thing's for sure tonight. Hey, we may go through things, but death is not our ending. It's our beginning. So friend, what we ought to do tonight is go out and tell the world about a man who can set them free. About a man who can save their soul. There's no excuse in our day for us not to tell somebody 
We got phones. We got Facebook and all that other stuff. We ought to be the ones getting it out there. You can take something that the devil's meant for bad and use it for good, amen. But friend, listen. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm glad I'm alive in Christ. Are you glad tonight that you've got a soul that'll never die? Friend, we've still got hope tonight. But if you're glad tonight, tonight, if you're glad tonight that death is not the end for you, why don't you come thank God tonight? That's what's on my heart. Let's pray. Your Lord was kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father. We thank you, God, so much. Dear God, that this place is not my home. God, I thank you, Father, so much that one of these days, God, I'm going to be with you in heaven. Father, I'm not wishing my life away. But I'm so grateful just to know the promises, the Word of God. And Father, I pray that you prick our hearts during this altar call. God, help us to remember what you've done for us. God, help us to remember that when we go through things down here, God, death ain't the end of the road. Father, we're so grateful that one of these days we're going to be with you in heaven forever. Father, thank you. Father, for going to Calvary for me. Thank you, Father, so much for everything that you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. I'll ask you the us. In this thing called life.